0: Thank you. I'm sorry.
1: Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's October 19th, 2022. We're live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. Subscribe over at Rumble. If you have not, you never know when they're going to pull the plug on YouTube. And uh, before we get to it today, and I promise you people, we have a big show. It is information packed and uh, you're going to dig it. But before we get to it, I have to address something that I said yesterday and... uh, they're going after me. You know, the media people, they're going after me. Mediite, which is a site that uh, watches people in the media. And if you say anything off color, if you make a joke, if you just do anything that falls outside Democrat orthodoxy, they're going to get you. And well, put up the tweet. They got me yesterday. Dave Rubin crudely bashes Stacey Abrams. Only thing on her resume is record at eating at the Golden Corral buffet. It did get a whopping 13 uh, likes, Uh, but that is true. I did say that about her yesterday. It was said in jest. Uh, And back in the day, and I'm a a Gen Xer, I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s, we were allowed to make jokes about people. This was a popular way of communicating. Uh, Often comedians would stand in front of groups of people on a stage with a microphone and say funny things, and people would laugh. Uh, But this did make me think, maybe I'm being a little overboard, because people, larger people, who go to buffets have been ridiculed for a long time, and, and bad things often happen to them. Uh, You may remember what happened to uh, John Panette.
2: So I went to this Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet, and well, the owner, he got pissed. I mean, he was rude, though. He'd come out every hour. (laughs) Son of a bitch, still here. (laughs) Look, he go again.
1: This is some of our best work and we're only two minutes into the show guys i'm feeling good uh yes so look people have been making fun of larger people at buffets for a long time be it a golden corral or your local chinese buffet or whatever it might be in your town, whatever buffet it is, a, a sushi buffet, any, any sort of buffet. But really am I the evil person here for making a silly joke about her not having anything on her resume, which by the way is true, there is nothing that she's ever really accomplished uh, that would warrant her being governor of Georgia. Uh, here she is, uh, what, this is about six, seven months ago, I, I tweeted this one out when people were going after me. Here she is. Now, she's a larger woman, and we're told that, you know, the size of your body, oh, being overweight is a comorbidity related to COVID. That was a big thing. She had no problem sitting there with her shit-eating grin while a bunch of kids who were at no risk of COVID. And again, this is not even, this isn't two years ago. This is like six, eight months ago, something like that. Uh, and look at her sitting there with no mask, after, after she gave a speech to them with no mask, while these kids, while the teachers and the parents and the administrators and this woman abuse these children who will likely have speech defects and delayed speech and all sorts of social conditioning problems and everything else. But I know I'm the bad guy because I made a joke about a buffet. Uh, and of course, it's not like she, this is a woman who would deny elections, right? Because she wouldn't do that sort of thing. That would be over the top.
0: I do have one very affirmative statement to make.
1: We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly
2: how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election.
0: Using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you think it's dangerous going into 2020?
2: I I don't because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe
0: was a stolen election, and I'm not saying they stole it from me,
1: they stole it from the voters of Georgia really realizing, guys, we should have two shows going here. We should revolutionize the online video show. We should have a show that we're doing normally like this, and then also a show where there's a camera just doing us while we're talking as the clips are playing. Because here is now a picture. Okay, so Dave, you're, you're still being rude. Yes, she's a large woman. Let's not make fun of people at the buffet. It's too much. It's too much. And sure, she denied the election, but that can't be the only thing on her resume. Well, it's true, actually. We want to Give credit where credit is due. Uh, Here is an image of Stacey Abrams in a Star Trek episode from about six or eight months ago where she played president of the United Earth. Fiction. Fiction has been destroyed by reality. It's very, very sad. Anyway, I'm sure they'll go after me today because I doubled down on these buffet jokes. And uh, by the way, rest in peace, John Panette, who was a great comedian. That was the comedian I just showed you there. You've been here for an hour. It's just great stuff. Uh, he also, John Panette, you might recognize him even if you're not a huge stand up guy. He was the, he played the large guy in the season series finale, the two part series finale of Seinfeld, where they're in this town, I think it was in Massachusetts, right? Latham, Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. And they see him being mugged and they're all making jokes about him instead of helping him. And that leads to the trial and yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's get to the show today. The theme is that basically if you're a Democrat these days, knowing that the wheels are coming off this thing, the ends justify the means. They're they're losing steam on all fronts and there's a desperation, there is a mania related to these people that they've got to ramp up because now we're two weeks out from an election that does not look good for them. And as always, the president's incumbent party pretty much always gets mauled in the midterms. However, this one, Looks like a palooza. okay? It is going to be a mess, and they're ramping up the crazy, and uh, we're gonna unpack some of the crazy. Before we do that, let me talk to you guys about RexMD. You know that most guys hate going to the doctor. It literally takes half a day just to get it done, and you don't want to talk to your doctor about certain issues. Here's the thing. Most men's health issues have really simple solutions. RexMD is all about simple solutions. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra and Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. Super simple. Did you know that Viagra can cost around 90 bucks a pill? But RexMD has generic Viagra for as low as $2 a pill. Just fill out quick medical questionnaire, quick medical questionnaire on their website. A doctor will review your situation and prescribe you generic Viagra if appropriate. Your medication gets shipped to your door right away with two uh, free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your US license. Rex MD physician. Anytime you need, afterwards, Rex MD has helped over three hundred thousand guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently. Rex MD works, and it works the very first night. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our viewers, but you've got to go to rexmd.com/slash Ruben to get started. That's rexmd.com/slash Ruben. Go to rexmd.com/slash Ruben today to get a starter pack prescription of generic Viagra or Cialis. All orders come with free two-day shipping. Rex MD, the authority in men's telehealth. Okay, so as the crazy gets ramped up, one thing I am definitely making note of is that the people who have lied all along and the people who locked you in your house and didn't let you go to work and didn't let you go to the gym and demanded you be injected with things, uh, well, they're coming back and they're trying to scare you about a whole bunch of other stuff. And one of the prime purveyors of this is Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates created Microsoft in the 80s. And Microsoft uh, Windows obviously was the operating system on PCs and you had Microsoft Paint. Remember Microsoft Paint? What else did people do on that thing on Windows? I guess you had, the, you had Excel. It was mostly paint. You'd click a color, you could fill, you could do all sorts of stuff. Anyway, he creates this thing and he becomes a billionaire. Okay, fine. He's done some other things over the years, but somehow he isn't now involved in fixing the climate. Somehow he is now, now involved in vaccinating you. Uh, He also is now the largest farmland owner in the United States. Uh, There is something very strange around Bill Gates, and he was interviewed just a day or two ago, uh, talking about the European energy crisis and uh, why it's actually good.
3: You know, people did get a little
1: optimistic
3: about how quickly the transition could be done. Now, without uh, the Russian natural gas being available in Europe, uh, you know, we're, it's a setback. You know, We need to find non-Russian hydrocarbon sources to substitute for those. So there's coal plants running and a uh, variety of things uh, because you know, keeping you know, people warm, uh, keeping those economies in decent shape uh, is a priority. Now, on the other hand, it's good for the long run because uh, people won't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas. Uh, so they'll move to these new approaches more rapidly.
1: He's evil. It's just so obvious that he he is an evil dude trying to control the world, like he got drunk on the money and the power and somehow he has put his gross pudgy tentacles into everything. He sort of digs the fact that the winter's coming and you know somehow Nord Stream pipeline blew up. Very bizarre. We still can't figure out who blew it up. Did Russia blow up their own pipeline? to Germany. And are the Germans going to freeze now? But doesn't really worry. He's not really concerned about that because this is kind of good. This is kind of good because then we can kind of move into the energy sector, that green energy thing that I want to do with AOC because she's a real wizard. Uh, So this is kind of good. Everything that they do, the ends justify the means. We will blow up pipelines perhaps, or we just won't even know who blew up the pipeline. It's funny that a lot of things happen these days where bad things happen and we never find out who did it. You know, we get all this misinformation from the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies about COVID. We never really figure out who, who said what, no one ever pays the price for it, right? Fauci's still making the rounds, all that sort of stuff. Pipelines blow up, we never really find out who did it. You know, the, uh, the Supreme Court leak about the abortion case, uh, that gets leaked. We stopped asking questions about that. Uh, it's very weird, but Bill Gates seems to be involved in everything. Now, you might be concerned that Bill Gates, who, again, is not elected. He is not in charge of any government, as far as I know. Uh, you might be concerned that he is so involved into the, in the day-to-day operations of, again, what you get injected with, how you get gas and energy, because ultimately this will come to the United States, even though he's talking about Europe now. Uh, And you might be concerned about all that because uh, he was wrong and or lied about COVID the entire time, as well as doing it right alongside most of his buddies.
3: And, And that vaccine... A key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society
2: to get back to normal. Stops
1: with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed
2: to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. I cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this.
0: Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus.
4: Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated... You no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A,
1: for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. It is now obvious, obvious, that these were all lies. Many of us kind of thought they were lying all along. Many of us stuck to our wits and did not get the vaccine if we were otherwise healthy and take care of ourselves and eat right and get a little sunshine and took whatever uh, accommodations into account related to our lives. We're all individuals and the super fit 35 year old guy who goes to the gym every day and eats right and, and does all that isn't say as susceptible as maybe Stacy Abrams, not to be a dick. That's just true, right? That's just true. Now, the reason I keep showing you these videos is I want this to be lodged in your freaking brain, like a giant nail that someone has hammered in so that as they continue to lie to you, as Bill Gates comes and says, ah, we have to do this related to energy, or maybe you'll just stay in your house and eat bug slime all day while I have all of the farmland. Why is he buying all the farmland? I mean, is this... Is this all crazy conspiracy stuff or is it stuff that's right in front of our freaking faces? I just want you to know that they lied to you all along and they're just gonna, they're gonna do it again. That is, that is the beauty of their evil parasite. They do it, you see it, and then somehow you get tricked again, but not you. I'm not talking about you, you. I'm talking about you, the collective you, but you guys watching this, you get it. Uh, but how about a little bit more of these people uh, just lying about stuff?
5: I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again.
4: Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. Closing schools, teleworking, we need to start thinking about that now. Should the country shut down bars and restaurants? What the country should do is absolutely and more so proportionately in those areas that have community spread don't go to bars, don't go to restaurants, don't go to places where there are crowds and gatherings. The, cl- the schools should be closed.
1: My question for you is, what was the most crucial decision you had to make during the pandemic?
4: I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated...
5: If you could go back to March of 2020 and start over with the pandemic response, what would you do differently?
4: We would do a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And there would have been much, much more stringent restrictions.
1: Have you no shame, sir? He should be embarrassed to walk in public. Not only is he just caught in lie after lie after lie. I mean, how much more blatant do you want it than that? But his biggest regret is that they didn't do more. They didn't lock you in your house faster. They didn't separate you from grandma faster. They didn't let you go to a funeral of a loved one even faster. You vile reptilian creature. Oh, terrible. But speaking of terrible people, uh, let's not forget that the entire machine did this, right? So this wasn't just the expert class of Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci that did this. The entire corporate machine tried to scare the hell out of you and make you hate people. That's what they tried to do more than anything else. Uh, This clip was going viral yesterday. Here's a joke that Jimmy Kimmel made about a year ago. Jimmy Kimmel and jokes, two things that should not be said in the same sentence.
3: Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded,
1: they're gonna have to make some very tough choices. About who gets an ICU bed, I don't know, that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack, yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo, rest in peace, Wheezy. You're. That's, I mean, we we still got a
4: lot of pandimwits out there. All
1: right, so just on the base level, it's just vile. It's just vile. People made decisions for themselves. Actually, the people who decided not to get vaxxed. Uh, I know many, 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 many people who decided not to get vaxxed, and none of them regret it. They're feeling pretty good these days because now it's turning out that it did not work, and people are having all sorts of side effects, and and just the idea that the government was forcing you to do this and everything else. Uh, It's also interesting there that the, the 35 writers, or however many writers he have that the joke that they came up with was, oh, vaccinated person having a heart attack? yeah. That is one of the side effects, and Florida just did a study, and males 18 to 35 are having something like an 84 percent increase in heart-related issues. Uh, so uh, mm, that's kind of that's that's a tough one there, Jimmy. Uh, but just the vileness of it, the vileness of of no, we are not going to take care of a certain amount of people, right? That you would make a joke that would imply that doctors should be making decisions based on things of that nature. It's it's just. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, But speaking of disgusting, uh, let's go to the state that Jimmy Kimmel does his show from. Of course, I'm talking about California, Los Angeles specifically. Uh, Tucker Carlson last night uh, did a segment on how Gavin Newsom, the most evil, when I speak of evil, reptilian lizard people, only Trudeau is even close. Uh, Well, Gavin Newsom is basically trying to make it a crime to criticize Pfizer in California. Yes, really, we've got video. Going away now, politicians in California were just caught colluding with Twitter
4: to censor political critics. But instead of stopping the illegal, unconstitutional, totally immoral censorship, Governor Gavin Newsom designed a bill that will punish doctors for the crime of disagreeing with Gavin Newsom. Right. Because remember, so it's between you and your doctor, but now Gavin Newsom, who's not a doctor, who's like a moron, is somehow telling your doctor what to think? Yeah. Under this new law, doctors can no longer spread, quote, false or misleading information regarding the nature and risks of the virus. That would be coronavirus, its prevention and treatment and the development, safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. In other words, you're not allowed to criticize Pfizer. It's now a crime in California. Ooh, shareholders of Pfizer, anyone? Probably.
1: OK, so this is really extraordinary stuff. And this is a massive, massive escalation on the assault on free speech, which is just endlessly happening to us virtually every day. Uh, The idea that the government of California would tell doctors uh, that they cannot spread this misinformation. Well, it's like, well, how about all the doctors that for two years said the vaccine worked and said that there were no side effects and said that everybody needed it and all of the stuff. uh, Would those people be punished? And then you see how the collusion with big tech works and how the government is actually at some level now violating our First Amendment rights. California passes a law saying, oh, you, the doctor, can't spread misinformation. Well, now, if the doctor shares his thoughts on Twitter and then evil Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden or anyone from an administration calls up Twitter and Twitter takes information down, that is a violation of the First Amendment, of your right to free speech. But that is what is happening in blue states. What happens in Cali exports to other blue states. And as a Floridian, I'd like to say good luck with all of that. But let's circle back to Bill Gates this European energy crisis and uh, what he's saying about all of that, because obviously this is all re- related to this war, not war, this war that we're sort of in, we're paying for and we're shipping weapons over, uh, where Russia has invaded Ukraine. And again, as I always say, you can't just invade a sovereign nation and every nation has a right to defend itself. But at this point, considering we're giving them billions of dollars, we're not even checking if they're spending that money in an equitable fashion, for God's sakes. Um, you know, should we uh, have a better sense of what's happening with that money? And uh, do you think maybe some of the rhetoric is a problem? Remember two weeks ago uh, when uh, Joe Biden said that nuclear Armageddon is uh, is on the way? Well, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, our black lesbian press secretary, got asked about that again yesterday. Why is it that the president was talking about nuclear Armageddon behind closed doors to political donors two weeks ago? rather than speaking directly with the American people about that topic? Well, there was
6: press, your colleagues, there were a few of your colleagues that were in the room.
2: Well, given the severity and the significance of that threat, isn't that something that the president should perhaps Well, we talked threat. about, we- should, should-
3: I mean, it. but
6: there was, there was, again, there was press in the room. It's not like he was say, he was not saying it in secret. He knew that the press was in the room uh, at the time when he was making the comments. Look, the president, we've talked about this. This is like two weeks ago conversation
1: guys guys the nuclear armageddon stuff that was two weeks ago can we talk about you know i don't know can we talk about drag queen happy hour or no drag queen happy hour that's a good one too drag queens should be having happy hour instead of uh whatever they're doing library hour with the kids it's two weeks ago the armageddon thing forget about that Ah. well you know it seems like it's a bit of a problem. You know what I mean? Because again, uh, that Putin guy, he's got the nukes. And if you don't give him an off-ramp, guy with big weapons might use big weapons in state of desperation. Uh, But what's happening right now is that it seems like the Democrats and the establishment, the corporate press, whatever you want to call it, they're basically willing to do anything for Ukraine, whatever for Ukraine means, uh, even basically getting us into a nuclear war, which is why Six months ago, nobody was talking about a nuclear war. Everyone was like, ah, no, we'll deal with this thing real quick, in and out, no problem. It's all good. Uh, but no, now we're all kind of talking about it. Well, Jordan Peterson was on Piers Morgan's show in the UK. Uh, this is from about eight or 10 days ago. Uh, and Piers asked him, how does this war end?
4: How does this war end, do you think? We're gonna find out this winter. Well, I, I, I know what I would do in his shoes. Mm-hmm. I'd wait till the first cold snap and shut off the taps. Right. Well, of course he's going to do that. He's got the control over the energy. Of of course he's going to do that. He's already warned the West with his insistence that maintenance problems were necessary and the pipelines had to be shut down. Do you think he will use a nuclear weapon? If necessary, he'll use a tactical battlefield weapon. Even if it starts World War III? It won't. Probably. Why? Why? Because we wouldn't respond? What's in it for us? If you let him do it and get away with it, where does that end then you are into a well analogy. L- there's a lot, you can get yourself in a situation no problem where there's no good outcome mm. we, we're trying to do that right now on every front we can possibly imagine mm. we can easily get ourselves in a situation where it's hell this way and hell that way that we that's highly probable
1: the reason i wanted to show you that clip i mean you guys know my feelings about jordan but it's so interesting how there's so little honest political analysis about what's going on in Russia, Ukraine. In essence, if you say anything like, ah, I don't really want World War III, I am a little bit concerned that we're poking the bear with this guy. It doesn't mean that what he did was right or that Crimea should be taken back to Russia or any of that stuff. They basically call you a Russian operative. This is exactly what Hillary Clinton did to Tulsi Gabbard uh, when she wasn't taking the, the Democrat party line on Russia from two years ago and on Syria, et cetera. This is what they do. So there's very little divergence from mainstream opinion on this, which is that we should just keep escalating. I, for one, would prefer not to be involved in World War III. I've I've had a nice run the last couple of years. Things are feeling good. Uh, Could we maybe not do the dropping nukes all over the place? Uh, But Jordan, calmly, because he's not, Jordan's not a political analyst. He's not purely a political analyst. What he's talking about is human psychology, the human psychology that is driving Putin, that is driving all these international actors, some to escalate, some to not understand what they're escalating for. Give him more, more weapons, more weapons, keep defeating him. That seems right. But you have to understand human psychology of what happens to people when they're on the verge of losing. What happens to that wounded dog in the corner in those last moments? You think it might lash out? So Jordan continued to lay out some of the outcomes uh, that could happen to all of us if we keep escalating this thing.
4: Everybody I met in Kiev, the capital city, were utterly resolute, don't give them an inch of our land. Yeah, well, I, don't, I can't speak to that because I don't know what the preconditions for peace might be. But I do know that naive notions that the Russians are going to lose somehow, or that we're going to win, I I don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand that. Well, what do you mean we're gonna win? What are we gonna win here exactly? Well, I guess a victory would be that the Russians retreated from Ukraine. With with Ukraine in ruins. Right. Well, okay, fine, that's a hell of a victory. Like, I think Putin could manage that because I think he could tell his people, and I think they might buy it. It's like, we accomplished our objective. We devastated Ukraine and we kept it out of the hands of the West. We can't win against Vladimir Putin anyways, because you cannot win against someone you cannot say no to, period. And we can't say no to Putin because we sold our soul for his oil and gas. Mm. And we did that to elevate our moral stature in relationship to saving the planet. And so here we are, facing a very dire winter, hoisted on the petard of our own foolishness and moral presumption. Mm. We're saving the planet. We'll see,
1: I don't think so. You could trade every political analyst on CNN, MSNBC, etc., etc., for a little of that right there. What is he saying? Hey, this is the guy with the oil and gas. This is the guy with the nukes. I don't like the guy, but we got a real problem on our hands if he shuts all that stuff off and then we don't give him some way of saying, hey, this thing has to end well, he could drop a nuke. And then, as he said in the previous clip, it's like, well, what what do we do then? Do we drop a nuke on them and then they drop another nuke elsewhere and then nuke, 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 nuke? This would be a problem. Uh, but what's also coming around on this related to the election in about two weeks is that Ukraine is simply not a winning issue for Democrats. I think most people feel how I feel and how I've felt from the beginning, which is why I haven't talked about Ukraine a ton until they've now escalated it into this nonsense. I think most Americans wisely are like, you know, we got enough problems here. You guys have wrecked the economy. You did all this nonsense via COVID. Uh, We have huge, huge problems at home. We have a president who everyone knows is mentally incapacitated. Like we got some shit we got to sort out here. Uh, and then we can maybe help Ukraine. Also, we're getting tired of just funding everything all the time, knowing that we don't have money, etc., cetera, et cetera. Uh, But this ends justify the means strategy that the Democrats are pushing are actually hurting the Democrats. And they're having trouble seeing it, which is a kind of beautiful thing because I think it's leading their party to a path of destruction, uh, which is sort of what's needed at this point. Another example of that, not only uh, Ukraine, is January 6th.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: They keep bringing up January 6th and the insurrection that nobody brought any weapons to and nobody had a long-term plan to take over the government and it was done in a few hours. And there was a guy wearing a uh, funny helmet and okay, a bunch of other weird things. Uh, Here's Nancy Pelosi. This is incredible video. So it turns out that Nancy Pelosi was taping a documentary on January 6th. What are the chances that she had cameras in her office with her taping a documentary? Here she is talking about how she was gonna punch Trump that day.
0: The Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the
3: resources to protect him here. So at the moment he is not coming, but that could
6: change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my wow. mom. I I'm that. waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to be happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. Democrats, you're allowed to threaten violence. And when you do it, I know you're going to punch him out. Can you imagine Nancy Pelosi punching anybody? The only thing she uses that arm for is to grab for the vodka bottle. All right. Uh, What's interesting about January 6th that of course the the silly January 6th commission doesn't talk about and mainstream media doesn't talk about is that Donald Trump called for more reinforcements at the Capitol. Uh, We have a a tweet here from, uh, this is from Mark. This is, well, it's from Mark Meadows. So Mark Meadows, the former White House chief of staff, told Fox News, you're, you're looking at the memo, obviously, itself, uh, told White House, told Fox News' Sunday morning futures with Maria Bartiromo that Trump issued a direct order to have up to 10,000 troops ready. Cash Patel suggested 20,000 troops, so Trump upped it to 20,000. He was turned down by Bowser, that's Muriel Bowser, who's the D.C. mayor, and Nancy Pelosi. Do you get that? Do you get that? So Nancy's sitting there, acting all tough. I'm going to punch Trump. And did she seem like she was, that the insurrection was about to come and get her? Was she afraid of any of that? Of course not. But the fact is, no one is disputing this, that on that day, Trump wanted 20,000 National Guard at the Capitol, and she said no. Is that not bizarre? Uh, but here she is. Uh, this is just yesterday on the televised mental institution known as MSNBC, talking to Andrea Mitchell about her punching comments.
6: I said I would have punched him out. I would have gone to jail, and I would have been happy to do so. Would you have done it for that? our country? He wouldn't have had the courage to come to the hill. He's all talk.
1: Now, just remember, if this was a Republican talking about punching a Democrat, we'd have a hearing. There'd be impeachment nine. Republicans are, but when Democrats want to punch people, it's okay, because as you guys know, the only privilege in America is Democrat privilege. Uh, What's happening, of course, to Nancy Pelosi is that she knows she's about two weeks from losing her House majority status. And uh, the evidence of that is she doesn't believe in polls anymore. She always likes polls when they're going to her advantage. She doesn't like them anymore. Uh, And she's ignoring, she doesn't accept that most people actually don't necessarily care about Ukraine that much. They certainly don't care about January 6th that much, but they do seem to care about crime and inflation.
6: So let's talk about rising inflation concerns along with crime, giving momentum, new momentum to Republicans after the Democrats were closing the gap. The historic gap. Yes. So. After the Supreme Court ruling, there was huge outrage that has seemed to subside, at least among overriding concerns. First of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said, I don't agree with. That is to say the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You just one poll, but all the other it's polls. It's also the real clear politics
2: average no. is
6: showing similar issues. No, but they, but that was one that brought down the average, and it was an outlier. It wasn't even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss that.
1: Oh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Look, I don't love polls either, and there are outlier polls and all that. But the simple truth is everyone knows. Everyone knows. Ask anybody, ask yourself. Stop this video right now, pause it, and ask yourself while it's live. But Ask yourself this question. What am I not happy with in America right now? And the two things on everyone's mind is inflation, i.e. the economy, and crime. Those are the two big things. And who's dropping the ball on that? Whose cities have the most crime? Whose cities have the crazed unemployment and have all the homelessness and the crime that comes with it and all of that stuff? Uh, And who is in charge that is crushing the economy leading to all of these problems? It is the Democrats. So Nancy may not like these polls, but Nancy... Uh, you in danger, girl, as Whoopi Goldberg said in uh, Ghost. Remember that? Molly, you in danger. Uh, here's Nancy Pelosi going all in on Biden because she's in on it. Her and Gay Pete and then Kamala. All they've got is Biden got us here, so we got to go down with the ship.
6: But in some cases, there's no substitute for experience. And I think that what we had been through with the legislation under the leadership of President Biden, who has done a spectacular job. He's had a better two years than most
1: uh, presidents that you can name certainly in the recent generations like what planet is she on what planet are you on nancy pelosi i'll have what she's having because the woman is on something special it's absolutely insane he's spectacular he's done a better job than most presidents in recent memory what are you talking about every metric look at the stock market today look at your 401k Wander around New York City, see what's going on. It's a debacle. This is presidency is a debacle and a sham. And as Phoenix just said to me, could you just imagine if Biden ran again? Could you just, I mean, imagine where Biden will be at mentally and physically in two years. You know what? I say do it, I'm all for it. You know, you guys wanna keep pretending this is real, keep going, Go, go with the lie, you don't have much else. So throw Biden out there again, and uh, how about we throw up DeSantis, and then we'll see what happens when Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden are on the d- debate stage together. Like try to imagine that. Try to imagine that it will be wild, uh, wild. Here's some info from News Nation on uh, what's happening actually in your pocketbook.
2: President Biden took office since
4: then. The average American family has lost6,000 dollars in purchasing power due to inflation. Monthly savings have collapsed 83 percent. The average 401k is down.
1: Not good. Those arrows down, those are problems. That you have less spending power, your money is worth less while the prices of things go up. This is a problem. Uh, And that your 401k, what what most of us put money into every year, there's tax benefits to it, and also it helps you retire so that you don't have to work your entire life, right? So you can enjoy the fruits of your labor in your later years. Uh, That is now down significantly, This is a problem, but as I said, they have to keep going in with Biden because there's nothing else. There is literally nothing else for these people. Uh, Kamala was asked if she's gonna stick around for uh, Biden too.
0: We are at the midterm election point. As we look ahead, will we see Biden-Harris ticket for 2024? I am focused on the midterms, which are happening in a total of 26 days. And I am looking forward to that. The president has said he intends to run. And if he does, I will be running with him.
1: Okay, lady, have at it. Have at it. Two years from now, Joe Biden is going to run for president again because we're in idiocracy. It ain't happening, people. It ain't happening. They'll, they'll most likely get rid of him before, before, uh, before that one way or another. Uh, but their strategy seems to be this Pelosi strategy of going all in and Kamala's all in, everybody's all in. And what can they do as they go all in on stuff that people don't care about while the stuff that people does care about spins out of control? Well, they could scare the bejesus out of you. Here is California Congressman. And oh, all right. Oh, it's the last five dollars I have on my desk here. So we're going to have to get some more cash. Uh, here's California Congressman Eric Swalwell. He is a really, really uh, he's just an idiot. He, he, he's an idiot. He's a bad dude. He's one of these people that calls everyone racist. Uh, he also 100% for sure was sleeping with a Chinese spy. Uh, when I had Kevin McCarthy, the GOP leader on the show, he laid out all of the details. You can find the video. Maybe we'll play it in the next day or two if something else with Swallow pops up. But so Eric Swallow, who has slept with a Chinese spy, a Chinese spy who then helped staff his office. And then he got on intelligence committees. I mean, it's crazy stuff. Um, He's one of the absolute worst on the Democrat side. Uh, He put up this ad on abortion and it's, I'm actually sorry that I have to show it to you, but here we go.
4: Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me.
0: That—that That is my personal business. That's
4: for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody.
5: No, my, my god, you, you, you can't just- and
4: You will have to submit to a physical examination.
5: What? By him? No, no, no one's touching her. One. No, no, get, 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 get. Turn around. Oh my God. Put oh your my hands God.
4: behind your back. Now. Why
5: is this happening? Love you,
4: honey bear. We're just enforcing the law here.
0: Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November eighth. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere protect women's rights and freedom.
5: Please
6: don't
1: do this. Eric Swalwell, you are an extraordinary piece of shit. Like what else, how can I analyze this anymore? Now Mediate gonna write a thing. Dave Rubin called Swalwell a piece of shit. Swalwell, by the way, who farted live on MSNBC, remember that one, on Chris Matthews? Then they pretended it was a coffee cup moving on the desk. Um, you see what I'm saying about this thing where all they have is fear that, that is a bad dystopian science fiction movie he just made right there. Um, all they have is fear. Do you know that virtually every single, even the most, I don't like the word extreme related to this, but even the most pro life politicians in America, uh, have certain caveats for abortion in the case of rape or incest, et cetera, et cetera. Places like Florida, I keep saying this, which is thought of as now this radical right-wing, freedom-loving, very scary place, has 15 weeks on abortion. That is the moderate position that Senator Rubio, who voted for it, he personally in his life is pro-life. Our governor, Ron DeSantis, he personally is pro-life. But Florida, as a red state, has made a compromise at 15 weeks, 15 weeks again, which is three and a half months Okay, we're well past heartbeat We're past organs being developed and all of those things. And then, you know, they're also trying to do things like have these pregnancy centers where women could come in and say, you know, I'm really struggling with this. I don't have the the family to back me up and help me out. I don't have the finances. Um, So then there are these pregnancy centers where they try to help people so that they could then give them up for adoption or figure out other ways that they could maybe get some donations, et cetera, et cetera. And then what happens? The Democrats, Elizabeth Warren, we've shown you the video. They call this evil, that this is evil. They're tricking them into having babies. And what could be worse for a woman than having a baby? God, it's so crazy. I just gotta tell you, it's so crazy. Maybe this is a little bit of me as a new father, but to have two young babies downstairs, you know, in essence, nine weeks and, and ten days about, it's like that that they're so obsessed with murdering these children and lying about it and scaring everybody. It's just vile. And I've got a hell of a segue on the word vile for you. Uh, here's more from MSNBC. This is New York Times' Charles Blow. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's basically a racist, yeah.
6: Can Democrats fix the country or hold it together by themselves?
5: No, that's, uh, of course, you can't do that. Um, and you, it, the, the conversation has to be, has to start with what we started with in this conversation, which is, what is your great fear about an America that becomes more black, brown, Asian. What is your great fear about that? Because that is animating so much of this. Uh, That is animating a lot of the racial violence around this. It is animating a lot of the voter suppression that we exceed. It is animating a lot of how we deal with education, uh, politically deal with education. It all has its roots in this idea that This white power and white culture is fragile and under attack. The country as we knew it, as they created it, the mythology they created around it, is under attack. And until we deal with the root of why they are afraid of that, so afraid that they would violently defend it from happening...
1: I mean, these people are just bananas. They live in an alternate universe. You know, it's interesting what he tried to do there. It's a very clever thing that he tried to do. Uh, They, meaning the white people, they're afraid of America becoming more black and brown and Asian. You know, it's funny because Asian hate crimes are through the roof right now. And you're not going to believe who virtually all of the perpetrators of the violence is. Yeah, it happens to be black men. I don't take any great pleasure in telling you that, but that is the truth. But they're trying to create this intersectional alliance that makes no sense. Is Charles Blow coming out against Harvard? We know that Harvard discriminates against Asian people to allow more black people in. Is he against that? Or is he actually for equity, which discriminates against Asian people and white people? I know he's for that version of it. So everything they say is complete nonsense. No, no one, there, it's not to say there are no racists. You get it. I'm not even going to bother with that nonsense uh here's more from msnbc here's a guy who looks like a villain from batman
2: there is right now an anti-democracy side and a pro-democracy side in american life it's very simple it's not about party ID at this point it is about whether you are for continued and expanded liberal democracy or not it is a dead heat between God. democracy and fascism and so i set out in the persuaders to ask why i got tired of despairing watching this show and all the excellent coverage of this descent towards fascism and authoritarianism and 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 why is this happening and why are we relegated to despairing about it and i got tired of my own despair and decided to spend the last couple years reporting on people who are showing another way particularly organizers working on the ground in communities across this country outside the limelight activists political leaders scientists there's a cult deprogrammer in the book because as you have covered on this show, we are there with millions of our fellow citizens.
1: Remember when that guy robbed uh, the Gotham City Bank with Two Face and Bane? Remember that episode? That was nuts. Um, okay, yeah, we're fascists and we're authoritarians. Us, the people who want the state to stay open, the people who don't want to forcibly obje- inject people, you guys get it. Everything that they say about us is what they are. As uh, as my buddy Viva Fry says, it's confession through projection. It is just rather extraordinary. And what's sad about this is that Democrats were not always this way. There was a sane Democrat party. And I do think after the implosion and destruction of this rotten, woke, socialist, communist monster that we have now, that it's possible in, I don't know, a couple of years that maybe uh, the spirit of liberalism will rise again. I think that is possible, um, but it ain't going to happen anytime soon. And these, the people that are pushing these ideas, they need to be re- removed. These ideas need to be removed from from public discourse. They can have these ideas privately, but these are these are anti-American ideas, and they're the ones who love. They love the confluence of corporate and political power. What did I just show you? What's happening in California right now? They are trying to criminalize dissent related to COVID, and they're going to do it in conjunction with big tech. Someone, there's a word with an F uh, related to that. Oh, right, fascism, the thing that he keeps saying that we're trying to bring in. But again, guys, Democrats were not always like this. How about we go back about 50 years? There was a guy named John F. Kennedy Jr., and he was a Democrat. And what did he think about America and our right to use power and how we should be judicious about such things?
4: And we must face the fact that the United States is neither omnipotent nor omniscient, that we are only 6% of the world's population and that we cannot impose our will upon the other 94% of mankind that we cannot right every wrong or reverse each adversity and that therefore there cannot be an American solution to every world problem.
1: There can't be an American solution to every world problem. That used to be the position of the Democrats. And it was thought that the Republicans were the one who, ones who want to nation build and impose our will and we're an imperialist regime and all of these things. And and what, of course, comes with that also uh, that he, he gets to further in that speech is that we can't fix every problem here, meaning that the government cannot fix every problem. We certainly can't fix every problem over there, and we can't fix every problem over here. That used to be a Democrat position. That was, the, that was basically the purpose of having a, a sort of sane, liberal Democrat party. Uh, that party no longer exists anymore, and instead you have Batman cartoon characters who are accusing everyone else of being fascists while they usher in fascism themselves. I sometimes kind of admire it. Uh, All right, stick around for a cold close. We've got some comments from the locals community. Tony says, I was watching the Austin Peterson show this morning. Austin was talking to Judge Napolitano and Judge Knapp mentioned Dave as a defender of free speech. Oh, well, I I dig both those guys. Austin Peterson, who is a great dude, full-throated libertarian, real fun guy, uh, and Judge Knapp, who's just fantastic, so thank you for that. Uh, Free says Trudeau, along with Newsom, need to get sucked into a black hole. How bad now I'll be told I'm racist for saying black hole. EK says uh, what's interesting is that unvaccinated people are generally healthier now than vaccinated people. Well, I would love to do a study on that or or, uh, hear about a study on that, read a study on that. I mean, it's interesting because... Again, I know plenty of people who are unvaxxed, who are perfectly healthy. They're not having any side effects from a thing that they didn't take um, and that don't regret it. They're they're actually quite proud. I, I really mean it. I'm quite proud of the fact that for those two years that we all had unbelievable pressure born to us, right? Brought to our door, whether it was the government or fearing you were gonna lose your job or whether it was family members or whatever it might be. And if you stood your ground through that and now you've been proven right, we deserve cookies we're gonna you know what daphne's been making the cookies what, what kind of cookie you want you want the chocolate chip what do you want chocolate chip too all right we're, we're having chocolate chip cookies in honor of not being vaccinated that's what's happening here for the rest of the day guys as always like and subscribe whether you're watching on youtube rumble or on The Blaze, and uh, you can join us for live chat and much more at rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my interview with Miami Mayor. He's a great dude, and and I love this city, and I love this state. Mayor uh, Francis Suarez is up across platforms right now. The full thing is up with no ads on Locals, and I leave you with the elderly man pretending to be president, being very confused.
4: The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of the bedroom, excuse me, the marriage, I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.